Likuta Sichas, Volume 16, the fifth Sicha on Parshas Truma. Title, Hammered Work. Concerning how the menorah in the tabernacle is to be built, the verses command us, and I quote, And you shall make a menorah of pure gold. The menorah shall be made of hammered work. Rashi defines this as that it must be not be made in sections. Its branches, its lamps should not be made individually and then attached, as is the custom of the smiths through a process called soldering. But it must complete, come entirely from one piece. End of Rashi. Verse continues. Its base and its stem, its goblets, its knobs, and its flowers shall all be one piece with it, and six branches coming out of its sides. And you shall make its lamps. Now Rashi defines the words lamps, sort of cups into which the oil and the wicks were put. Continuing the verse, they should be seven. And it's malkocheha. Rashi defines that. They are the tongues with made to take the wicks from the oil. Verse continues, and it's machtoseha. Rashi defines that as they are a kind of small cup with which the Kohen would scoop the ashes that are in the lamp every morning. The verse continues, shall be of pure gold. He shall make it of a talent. Rashi defines that word talent its weight along with all its implements shall be nothing but a talent no less and no more a talent is a measurement verse continues of pure gold with all these implements okay hence we have two all-encompassing rules to the menorah number one that it all be hammered out of one piece of gold and number two that the weight of the menorah be exactly one talent the discussion here is concerning the, quote, and you shall make its lamps, which Rashi defined as sort of cups into which the oil and the wicks were put. Now, were these seven cups, one, hammered out of one piece with the menorah or not? Two, from the one talent of pure gold or not? Now, the Talmud presents an argument. I quote you from the Talmud. Rav Sheshet holds that when it is written hammered out, it is written with regard to menorah and its lamps. The other opinion, a brighter teaches, he would remove the lamps from the menorah and place them in the tent, the sanctuary, and scrub them with a sponge to remove any remaining oil. Hence, they were not, they were not attached if they were removable. The Talmud then explains that the argument of whether the lamps were removable or whether they were of one piece hammered out, quote, is subject of a dispute of these Tanaim, these sages, as it is taught in a brighter. The menorah and its lamps were produced from the talent, but its tongues and its pans were not from talent. Rabbi Nehemiah says, only the menorah is produced from the talent. The lamps and its tongues and its pans were not produced from the talent. So you have the argument whether 
the lamps were produced from that one measurement talent, which the Talmud says is connected to the argument whether the menorah, the lamps were attached from one piece with the menorah or not. So Maimonides rules in the laws of the building of the Beta Migdash, quote, the menorah is made out of gold. Its total weight, including its lamps, shall be one talent, for the lamps were permanently fixed in the menorah and were included in the talent. So Maimonides gives his final ruling on the disputes that we quoted from the Talmud. Rashi, in his commentary on the Torah, is concerned only with the simple meaning of the verse, even if it doesn't coincide with the Talmud's legal ruling upon the subject discussed in the verse. Hence, we find that Nachmanri states that being that everything was part of the one talent, was part of the hammered out of the one piece of gold. Therefore, he defines the words in the verse, Malkocheha, and its Machtoseha, as a kind of gold plate which they made on top of the mouth of each lamp and a beaker under each lamp, which were both part of the hammered out menorah. However, Rashi, as I quoted to you before, clearly states that the Malkochea and its Machtoseha were tongues uh, that take the wicks and cups to clean the ashes. And hence, they were from the one talent, but they were not from the hammered out. So Rashi does not see these two issues as one, that if it's from the one talent, it has to be from the hammered out. And the reason as to why Rashi sees this as the simple meaning of the text is because one, Malkochayim and Machteh are found numerous times in Tanakh as separate tools used for the need of the vessel. For example, see in the Mishkan itself the verse, the way the very implements concerning the altar. Number two, the, re the verse clearly states he shall make it of a talent of pure gold and all these implements, that all the implements listed in the verse needs to be of a talent of pure gold, even though they were not part of the hammered out of one piece. Now, Rashi's opinion on whether the text itself mandates that the lamps be of the hammered out of the menorah seems to be unclear. On the one hand, Rashi states hammered work that it must not be made in sections. Its branches and its lamps should not be made individually and then attached. But it must come entirely from one piece and the branches separated on both sides the way they banged it out. So clearly Rashi seems to be saying its branches and its lamps. Hence the lamps may not be and then attached which seems to say that the lamps were of the hammered out menorah itself. However, after careful examination, Rashi's definition of hammered out is only that nothing be attached to the menorah. However, the lamps could have simply been separate pieces which were put, not attached, put on top of each branch for the times of lighting the menorah which would also explain why Rashi concludes only with and the branches separated on both sides with no mention of the lamps. 
Nevertheless, Rashi's silence on the matter, without even stating, I don't know whether it was connected or not, hammered out. See, um, for example, Rashi in Genesis, in many places, Rashi does not shy away from saying, I don't know. And here he doesn't, means that Rashi sees the answer to this in the simple text of the verse, so simple that it has no need for Rashi to even clearly state it. So, how does this work? Where do we see this? The explanation. The flow of the portion concerning the construction of the menorah is, number one, the commandment, and you shall make a menorah of pure gold. Number two, the detailed description of the portion, its base and its stems, its goblets, its, its knobs and its flowers and six branches coming out of its sides, etc. Number three, the conclusion, the directive of their knobs and their branches shall be all of one piece with it. All of it shall be hammered out mass of pure gold. After which comes number four, the and you shall make its lamp seven and its tongues and its scoops. So, the from the simple text of the verse, the and you shall make its lamp seven are not part of the all of it shall be one hammered mass of pure gold. Just like the immediately following and its tongues and its scoops aren't of the one hammered mass of piece of gold, according to Rashi. Word, Rashi is saying that were it to have been part of the hammered out, it would have said the hammered out after it lists the seven lamps, not first concluding the menorah that it has to be hammered out. And then adding on, you should also make it seven lamps and its tongues and its scoops. Another proof that the simple text of the verse that the seven lamps were not of the hammered out, we can find from the Torah portion in Pikude in which the Torah tells of how the Israelites brought all the components of the lamp, of, to the, of the tabernacle, to Moses. Amongst that, it states, I quote you the verse, the menorah, its lamps, listing the lamps separately. Now, if the lamps were part of the hammered out of the menorah, the verse, the verse wouldn't have listed them being brought to Moses separately from the menorah. Because when you bring the menorah, obviously, if the lamps were attached, hammered out from the same piece, it came along. Now that we know that Rashi sees the simple meaning of the verse to be saying that the lamps were not included in the hammered out, we can now appreciate some details of Rashi's comment in the Torah portion of Vayakel. So in our portion to Ruma, the Torah is giving us the details of the commandment of building the tabernacles and its vessels, while in Vayakel it is telling us the details of the actual building of the tabernacle. Hence, in Vayakel, Rashi states, I quote, I already explained the offering for the Mishkan and its work in the place of their command, meaning that Rashi is not going to repeat himself. Nevertheless, when it comes to the menorah in Vayakel, Rashi does make a comment, and I quote, Its lamps, lozenis in the language of the nation, which was Old French. So the first thing Rashi tells his students what they're called in their native language. Then he goes on and says, cups in which the oil and the wicks are placed. Okay, questions. Number one, Rashi already explained in our portion into Ruma, I quote, its lamps, sort of cups into which the oil and wicks were put. So why does Rashi need to explain it again in Vayakel? 
Number two, if Rashi felt that his explanation wasn't enough, and he needs to tell his students what the word is in their local language, in the language of the nation, of Old French, then why didn't he do so in the first time in our portion in Teruma? Why does he only do it later in Vayakil? The answer will be found in Rashi's perfect precision. On the verse in Vayakel and the menorah for lighting and its implements and its lamps and the oil for lighting, Rashi makes three separate comments. Number one, he quotes the, ver- the words of the verse and its implements, and he explains its tongues and its scoops. Number two, he quotes the words its lamps, and he says... Lozenish in the in the language of this nation, Old French, cups in which the oil and the wicks are placed, and then the third Rashi on this verse is he quotes and the oil for lighting that too required wise-hearted people. Now we see that in the first and the third com- comment, Rashi quotes in his header the word and, its and its implements and the oil for lighting. However, in the second comment, Rashi doesn't. He just says, it's lamps. He doesn't say, and it's lamps. Why? Rashi is precise. The reason is because Rashi expressed his opinion that the lamps are not part of the, quote, he shall make it, the menorah itself, but rather the lamps are part of the, quote, with all these implements. However, in Vayakhel, the verse states, and the menorah for lighting, and its implements, and its lamps, for the oil, and the oil for lighting. So the fact that Rashi says, uh, the verse says, its implements, and its lamps, becomes a problem. So Rashi first explains that, and its implements, means its tongues and its scoops. It does not include the lamps, even though the lamps are part of the implements. Then Rashi explains its lights without the word and, telling us that the verse needs to be understood without the word and, since the its lamps is but expressed, expressing a detail of the already listed and its implements. However, Rashi needs to now deal with the question, being that its lamps are part of and its implements, then why does the verse list it separately? This Rashi answers by starting his comment on its lamps with the French word lozenish in the language of this nation, Old French. The root of the word lozenish in Old French means light. And Rashi explains the reason as to why the lamps are called light. It is because they are cups in which the oil and wicks are placed, meaning that the and its lambs is where the entire purpose of the menorah is actualized. Yes, it's not part of the menorah. Yes, it's only part of the implements, the tools, but it is where the entire purpose of the menorah is actualized. Hence, it makes sense that even though categorically the its lamps are included in the and its implements, nevertheless, being that its lamps are the primary fulfillment of the entire menorah, hence the verse lits its lamps particularly on its own. Now, as a note, 
I just want to close with saying the fact that we're now saying that the lamps make sense to be listed separately because they are the actual fulfillment of the menorah. If we go back to what the Rebbe said about Pekude, where they're bringing to Moses, it says the menorah and its lamps, and it doesn't list the rest of the implements, we now understand why because the lamps is part of the implements, but nevertheless, he's listing it as specific, not listing the other implements specifically, because as we just said, the lamps is the actual fulfillment of the entire menorah.